This is BYBW, the sports gambling podcast that firmly believes in myths and fairy tales like Santa Claus, the Odyssey, and Coach K being a decent person. I'm Joe Public, and I'm here with my co-host. On one side, we got Rain Man coming off a pretty red-hot week against the spread, his first uh, weekend of tournament action. I know that because I lost my fair share of bets to this motherfucker. Yup. And what is your what is your favorite bet on the board in the Sweet 16, Rain Man? It's a tough board, so I'm going to have to fly over it. Give me fly, slam a jamma, Houston plus one and a half over the red-hot. Arizona Wildcats. My slamma jamma is good as sports nicknames get signed off. I also really like that pick. The Cubs look, this could be their year. They look real good. Uh, Capper, other end of the pod. Give me, give me one winner in the Sweet 16. I know you had quite an eventful weekend. We can discuss some of it, but I, give me one winner. No, in we, the can't, we can discuss none of it. Um, and I am actually taking Kansas minus seven and a half against uh, Providence because Providence is horrific. Kansas is really good, and Kansas still has Ochai Ibaji. Oh, you stuck the landing there. I think I'll need to what? check. Nailed it. I'll need to check the translator. But man, take Nastia was... Lukin out of retirement. That's two feet on the ground. You know, Jamari Incredible. Chase. He is not. <laughs> Listen, man, it's the real Coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. BYBW. Check your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. This is BYBW. You can follow us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast. I posted a couple of memes over the weekend. They're fine. Uh, you can also uh, email us, BYBWPodcast at gmail.com if you want to send an email for some reason. Kind of weird. And this, uh, let's go to uh, our Sweet 16 slate, which is, you know what? I'm actually, this was a great, great tournament first weekend. Because you did have upsets, but not too many upsets. There's some years where you have too many upsets in the first weekend, and you sort of miss out on some of these great Sweet 16 games. But the especially this this Thursday slate of Sweet 16 games, holy shit, phenomenal basketball. I'm really excited about it. Great matchups. Very exciting stuff. Got it. Great ass! <laughs> um, let's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you know that movie, send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's go to the first game uh, of Sweet 16 on Thursday. We got the Zags, Gonzaga against Arkansas. Game is being played in San Fran, and the Zags are favored minus 9.5 against, uh, you know, pretty game Arkansas team. Uh, a few people had them getting upset to Vermont, this pod included, but they, they're fighters, but the 9.5-point spread... I'm leaning Zags here. Do you guys have a reason why you like Arkansas? I, I just think it's too many points. We saw Gonzaga. They stumbled out of the gate a bit in game one. Obviously, they ended up destroying the second half and you know scoring more than 20 points uh, and covering the spread. 
But and then the next game, I actually thought Memphis was going to snake bite them. If Gonzaga gets a slow start again for a third week in a row against Arkansas, they can still obviously win the game. I think Arkansas is good enough and fast enough and runs with speed enough to keep it close and keep it within single digits. So I'm taking Arkansas on the points here. This is one of those spots where you ask yourself if Gonzaga is sleepwalking through this tournament at this point because kind of no-showed in both first halves. Didn't really wake up until they got bullied a little bit, had their backs against the ropes, and then just like turned it on. Um, can you do it? Drew against Timmy played a, his get best game ever against Memphis, right? And you know this podcast thinks about him, so he's going to fall back down to earth, <laughs> right? Can you yeah. do it against a sixteen? Can you do it against a nine seed? Yes, Gonzaga proved they can. Can you do it against a four seed who is battle tested in a tough SEC conference um, Ooh, all year so long? Performing very poorly in the tournament, sure, but all year long, showed their chops. Uh, this is the last SEC team standing. I, like, nine and a half seems like a ton here, right? It seems like too much. Um, a I... team that shoots the three really well, a team that plays good defense, um, a team that has really good athletes, which Gonzaga has struggled against uh, at certain points this season. Max play, max. There play. we go. Five star, ten star unit. <laughs> that that scares me. Just you discussing it like that. I will say, um, Gonzaga did. They just lose haven't been great. To, they lost to Bama, but Drew. I do think. And Bama something. lost to Georgia. Oh yeah, I. So yeah, that's is Georgia better up. than Gonzaga? I guess that is the only conclusion you can reach, huh? Let's go to the next game, uh, who our guests later might have some thoughts on, but we won't touch on it yet. We got uh, Villanova versus uh, Michigan, which is going to be, you know, just like two, two, very, game, two very game teams. Um, I, do either of you have a lean in this one? I, I have a lean, but I need to It's have a five-point like spread, by out. the way. Nova yeah, fate, so- by five. In, in full disclosure, for my bets I've been making since conference tournament week started, I am 40-24, and 24, having the run of my you life. Already, that being said, I am 0-3 betting against Villanova. So you think <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I'm not learning my lesson. I'm taking Michigan plus the points. Michigan came into this year as, the, I believe, preseason six, certainly top ten overall, and they're starting to play like it. No reason to doubt it. It's too many points for what I view to be two top ten teams here. Uh, so I'm going to take Michigan. I think it's going to be a matchup problem with some of their bigs who can shoot outside against Nova. And honestly, like Nova's my kryptonite. I'm going to keep betting against them. I'm probably going to keep losing. So, Capper, you taking his bet? They're going to no. win by six. <clears throat> yeah, they're they going to win by six. They're going to win by fifteen. Ooh, uh, bet thirtieth ranked defense. Love Jay Wright. They're love Connor Lepsey. Uh, it's a it's a team that has always outperformed their what's on the schedule that it's a team that's 10 and one in their last 11. Um, they've run through the tournament to this point, had some shaky moments, but like they are a team that shoots the three really well. They play really good defense. Um, they turn the ball over. They do all the things really well. Uh, fundamentally like you love a team to do in March and Michigan is a team that has had its very high ups and downs this season. Like they've been in the Valley. They've been on the mountaintop. When you trust them, 
that's when they'll let you down. And like, this is the spot where they let you down. Yeah. No, I. John like, Howard gonna fly off into the sunset after his redemption tour and act like he's a hero because he turned this team around, even though all he did was kind of assault someone and I then do just do his job he quietly. Somebody, which is fine. But, assault, but, we're fine. But guys, That's assault under the black letter guys, law. Guys, if I'm you fine win tournament, it. if you win tournament games, that no means one cares. you learned a lesson. And haven't you figured out that when you win games, I think we need to move to the next person. game. Um, I'm not sure Villanova has the bodies to match up with him particularly. But I think they have four other better players on the court at a certain time uh, to put points in the basket. Like that—that's just like that's where it com- boils down to for me. I think uh, this is a product. Rayman maybe hasn't been watching Villanova. I have, and I also well, I've been watching up, them and I'm losing at, on them. They they run the pick and roll really well. That's a great way to get a big man in foul trouble. Um, yeah, it's. Um, it's a it's a five on one at this point. Like it's it's Dickinson versus the world. Can he beat him? Uh, Maybe. Dickinson versus the world does sound like a horrible sitcom on CBS. Um, or a, or let's a horrible go to porno on Pornhub. You didn't. We didn't need that. We, <laughs> we didn't, didn't need, need that, to go but there. It's, but it's probably a step step brother thing. Uh, let's go to the next game. Next game on the sched. Uh, going back to my schedule. We're looking at the schedule. If someone wants to call out the game, they can. But I guess Duke it's plus one it's versus Duke. Texas Tech. It's Duke. It's Duke versus Texas. This is the oh, this is the big one. This it's is the big one. This, this is the game of the game. tournament. The this game. is Duke Texas Tech. Okay, Rain Man, why do you think Duke's going to win? I'll tell you why. Actually, I'm going to pick Duke. Uh, Texas Tech is every pundit is picking them, and for good reason. Number one defense in the country. We picked them earlier in the BYBW bracket. My opinion on Duke changed in the last game. In the last five and a half minutes, when they were down five to Michigan State, tested with adversity, and for the first time all year, Duke actually stepped up and overcame the adversity. For the first time all year, all they did was average 2.15 points per possession and held Michigan State two for nine from the floor after that. And Palo actually started playing defense. I think if they continue that, then they are the best team in the tournament. I don't think that they will continue that, but I do think that they are good enough to beat Texas Tech. I think their offense is too good, uh, and Texas Tech's offense is not that great. I mean, they missed a lot of layups against Notre Dame, for God's sakes, and so Duke's defense might not be as big of a weakness against this team as it would be against a Gonzaga. Um, I would like to note that the game is in San Francisco, which I imagine is like the worst place on earth for people from Lubbock. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of Dukies from Silicon from Valley Lubbock would hate more than going to San. But I do think uh, I'm I'm all over tech in this game. I think it's the worst. I've been, I've said several times. I think it's the worst matchup in the field for a team like Duke. You have a bunch of grown ass men who play really really hard and play. They're really deep and they play well together against a young team that they're just going to beat on. I think. That's it's my possible, read. but I, I I do like being opposite of you in the first three games, given the differences of our records. I I don't blame you. I don't blame you, uh, Capper. What's your what's your read here? Um, <clears throat> incredible matchup. Just right. Prototypical game of the week. Uh, the one you got to tune into. A Duke team that's way more talented, way more athletic than a Texas Tech team that's way more physical. Uh, way more defensive-minded, obviously, than this Duke team that has had stretches where it seems like they don't give any fucks about playing basketball. 
Um, not about the yeah. name on the front of their jersey, which is concerning as a fan of college basketball, personally. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. I would Thank you for say, looking out for college basketball. I would say uh, the return of A.J. Griffin, Paolo coming into form, playing a little bit on the defensive end. I would say I lean towards Mark taking Williams. Duke here. Um, because I don't, I just don't think Tech has the guys to match up with this team. Um, Can I give you a quick conspiracy theory of why Duke's actually going to win the game? It's sure. scary so because, saw, like, I mean, you make you make Duke an underdog, and Duke yeah, is the that, most that's pub, actually terrifying. Give him some time. bulletin board material. Maybe. No, that's not what I meant by it. Uh, so we know that the highest rated NCAA game of the tournament was Duke Michigan State that obviously doesn't surprise anyone okay so we have Texas Tech who's an extremely physical team so that means the refs are going to have a lot of opportunities to call fouls or to chew their whistle what do you think they're going to do when coach K's on the floor and everyone wants Duke to advance as far as possible so they can keep this eyeballs keep making money for CBS, keep making ratings, and keep up this fraudulent coronation tour. Duke, they're going to put Texas Tech in foul trouble. Just I don't think I don't uh, think that's that much of a conspiracy if you watch any of these. You think games. it's just real? Like, it really I'm, is like a re- it, it really is like a game by game thing. But these refs are fucking. So here's my thing: is like I don't think the refs are corrupt. I think they're old, tired fucks who've been on the road for 160 days and they are not equipped to be calling basketball games even on their best day. But they're also I think some tired. are corrupt and some are agenda driven. Uh, they're they're just um, bad overall, and I'm not going to comment on them. This I don't know. I think wouldn't you fix an NIT uh, game? I, refu- though? I wouldn't refuse. Wouldn't that be to get so fined. much easier? I would fix an NIT would, game. Honestly, me, I'd yeah. fix any game. It seems extremely easy to do. <laughs> it's, no, it's incredibly difficult. <laughs> I can't, no, it's not. How many people have ever been caught fixing a game? I can't wait till you get one every decade, this, and then we're gonna have this. You uh, shit this me! You don't think it's happening constantly? Of the moment people when are, it people are fixing games it. weekly. Get the fuck I'm, over it. I'm not sure you understand how much these people make to like work for three hours a day. Yeah, imagine how much you could make fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is your Cap, but it's what all, is your point? It's all legal. It's not controlled by the all mob right, anymore. So uh, you, we're okay. You guys got Duke. Let's go to the last game of the evening. We got. Uh, the Arizona against Houston, which uh, Rayman is on Houston. I love the Cougars too. Is this an all play on Houston for us, or are you uh, are you on Arizona, Capper? I love Houston. What what they did uh, defensively in their last game was just like it was an ode to college basketball past. It was just like something you sit down, you watch, you just like God. I'm in a better spot. I'm in a better place. Yeah, that was a the nineties. They, they rebound I, the, the 90s. ball a lot better than Arizona. <laughs> the way, well, matter. it was really like the way they. Well, I mean, they they uh, they they were so physical. They like they, they got after the ball Kofi. carrier. Like they just like, man, they didn't let Kofi do anything. It was just like, it was a perfect game plan plan from Coach Sampson. And so my my like main read like, on what it about is, Arizona scares you if you're if you're facing this. UH team that's battle tested. Well, I mean, They've been they to got, the final four. the game. Yeah, they got they got fucking great size. That Canadian guy, Benedict Mathurin. Kofi has a, great he's, size. He's the he's the player of the tournament. I, I, I'm also I'm also on 
UH, and my reason for it is because of how much trouble TCU gave Houston, gave uh, Arizona. Yeah. I feel like if TCU gave you that type of pro, those types of problems, you're getting so here. And this is just like an aside, but the thing that's so fucking fascinating to me about Houston is they have five new starters, and it's just like clicking so well. Lost, all year, lost their two best players. All year for yeah, schools, and which like, is why I was off them. But I'm I'm eating crow on that. And for I, schools I like, like but again. it's interesting. You heard about t- schools like Texas, Baylor breaking in all these new players. That was such a narrative. Houston is like they play like such a good team that it's I'm not going to pick against them again this tournament. It's hard for me to think of a, a team I'd pick against them. The only the only team I'm taking against Houston at this point is Memphis, and they're no longer in the tournament. <laughs> they should bring bring them back. So. So Arizona is a two-man team. Uh, they had no one. They had two people. Mathurin had 30. Coloco had 28. No one else scored more than six points. Kelvin Sampson will be able to scheme a defense around these two people and make the other Arizona players beat them. I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. Fair enough. Uh, let's go to the the, the Friday slate, which is uh, not, you know what, kind of a bummer compared to the Thursday slate. But yeah, Friday is terrible. But it's still it's still game. So uh, on on the Friday slate, the the first matchup is one that, of course, very curious to watch. It's uh, Purdue against St. Peter's. St. Peter's is getting twelve and a half. Purdue, I I just don't see any way they don't win this by thirty. Right? They're gonna just do. Yeah, I'm on they Purdue. Want. The world's on St. Peter's. It's the most public game on the board. I don't know how they're gonna stop this seven four uh, Edie kid. So, g- give me Purdue, and it was a great story, St. Peter's, Peacocks, you're going to lose your head coach, you're going to be irrelevant for the next 50 Edie, years, so enjoy the next couple of days. Edie's averaging 14-7 and seven in 19 minutes, so he just comes in the game, defines everything, and then leaves. And the thing that was very interesting in the Texas game that really, like, I think benefited Purdue greatly is how many fouls there were, which was absurd on its own, but the big guys got to rest so much because of that pacing. And I, you can only assume unless the refs just swallow their whistles, how is St. Peter's not going to just rack up so many fouls here? Was there a bigger spread in round two than 12 and a half of any game, any game at all? I don't think so. No, there wasn't. Uh, I think the biggest spread was 10 and a half. Uh, bumped that up to uh, St. Peter's team that's a Cinderella and the Darling of America. Super public team. That guy got a Buffalo Wild Wings deal. Yeah, he's, uh, add that into good the, for him for sure. Stash, uh, stash, dude. So he's gonna be he's gonna be sucking wind. And Purdue's been one of the best <laughs> teams in the country all point. year long. You have to take Purdue here. You have to. Like they're gonna win by 15 points. If they don't, like they're gonna lose the game. But like if they win, We've, they're gonna win by 20. We've we've discussed plenty of points, but I'm just gonna lean on that dude just eating so much buffalo wild wings he's gonna shit himself during the game. So that's gonna be what decides it. Let's go to the next game on the it's slate. It's gonna be an 16. overtime. It's gonna be an overtime matchup where Purdue wins by 14. Kansas Providence, another big spread. Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite against a Providence team that it's hard. You know what? Do, what do you feel for this Providence team? I will say everyone counted them out for their credit. All they've done is win games. They play tough defense. They could be a pesky matchup for Kansas a bit. Kansas, the game against Creighton that they let Creighton stay in was kind of eye opening. Like that was sort of a choke job. I thought the fact that they didn't blow that team out after they lost their big guy. Um, you guys have a read here. Seven and a half is a decent amount. Too many points. Providence plays close games. I'll take them. 
Yeah, I'm kind of on the opposite here. Um, I just, I think Kansas is way more talented. I think Providence got a way higher ranking than they deserved. I think their roster talent is way down. Um, I don't know. It's just like now, like a week ago, everybody hated them, and now they beat two shitty teams, and now everybody loves them. So, like, you're like, oh, great. Let's roll on on Providence. No. Kansas is going to steamroll them. Uh, interesting. All right. Uh, let's go to, uh, I mean, <laughs> Where, yeah, Who's your I pick? You coward. My pick? Uh, no one usually cares. So I, I, I would care. say. You got to break the tie. Yeah. You know what? It is tough. I kind of like Rayman's analysis about Providence playing close games. I think it'll be a game that just doesn't have a ton of possessions. Um, and that'll, that'll be the difference, but Kansas, when they're like Woo. going or they're great and like over unders one forty one and a half. and a half, honestly, I'm more excited to get to this next game, which is the <laughs> best game of the night. Like I just, it's UCLA UNC and I UNC's I'm impressed. Color me impressed. They look like a different team, but they fucking with Manic when Manic is like hitting his shots, fuck man. They're good. They can beat anybody, I think. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick against them. Uh, he do you was, guys, um, either you like you we both pick UCLA in our He was uh, plus twenty six before he was ejected last weekend. I know. Uh, I know. And that changed the entire game. Like Baylor got into the game. Based off of his ejection, they clawed all their way back, forced overtime, um, an improbable comeback, but like they still pulled it out. That like I don't know, Hubert. I I got it for you. Pretty so, impressive, but UNC's looked great in the last two games. UCLA is super good, super talented. The public. This is the second most public game on the board. The public's on UNC. Vegas could have made this a pick. And evened out their book. They decided not to and to make UCLA the favorite. They want everyone on UNC taking the points, which means you need to ride with the book, take UCLA. They've been the better team all year. Uh, Johnny Juzang, it looks like he's going to play. So, yeah, you got you to take UCLA here. Th- this one's tough, but Vegas has a clear read. All they've done is got off to a, a hell of a game against Baylor. They still lost to that pretty bad Virginia Tech team just three games ago i mean i will say it's hard jaime Hawkes, his ankle is a big question mark in this yeah spot. but he's probably gonna play and it's friday late game so it gives him another day Hawkes is his men not juzang so jaime Hawkes, juzang tyler campbell those three are just so good we've heard their name so many times in march a ucla's win against st mary's is a quality win i think say i've said also that i think st mary's is a great squad we have UCLA winning our BYBW bracket. I will bet with UCLA. I changed my mind. We're all are we all on the same side here, Capper? <laughs> yeah, you have to be. Uh, one of the better defensive teams in the country, forcing nine turnovers a game. Uh, third in the country. It, I don't know. It's like one of those teams where, like, you saw the, how rattled UNC was in the last six minutes of that Baylor uh, UNC game. Like, that's going to be the entire game against UCLA. Yeah. Let's go to the only true, like, happy-to-be-there game where both sides are just elated. This is the last game on the slate, and that's uh, 
Miami against Iowa State. Um, I'm seeing Miami has 83% of the public bets right now. It opened at minus a point. Oh, wow. Uh, half, That's going to be number point. one then. Now it's uh, – now it's uh, Miami two and a half. Iowa State's getting points. Uh, I'm taking Cyclones in this spot. I think it's just a. I think it's a coin flip. If you're getting points, I take the Cyclones. But do you guys like anyone like the Canes here? No, Miami's giving points. Oh, Miami's giving points. Oh, so yeah, he's taking them. You're he's taking, taking the, the Cyclones, not the Hurricanes. It's a uh, yeah. It's oh, a Mother so Nature I, battle. I didn't even put that together. It what threw do you me think off would right there. If a if a cyclone went into a hurricane, we should think about that. Uh, hurricane eats on. it too wide. I I lean bigger I lean radius. I got I got here. hurricane minus eleven and a half in that situation. It's a battle of Mother Nature for sure. Um, Tyrese Hunter has been one of the better players in March Madness up to this point. Uh, freshman of the year in the Pac-12. Just Pac-12 na- or Big Twelve nails just nails. Excuse me. Can we believe that? No. No. We're, we're rolling it. I know you want. We're rolling uh, through. Gonna make it louder. And I don't know. Do you think do we think the ISU coach is gonna have his voice back this weekend? Because he was raspy. I was worried about it. I'm worried I, I'm about concerned. it. If he can't enunciate, it might be tough in this spot. He's he's hoarse. He's pretty hoarse. But then again, Jim Laranega, those vocal cords have gotten some work over the years. You can't you can't He's assume battle-tested, though. That's true. Laranega was dancing in the locker room and it was good. They it was pretty um, good. Man, they played some, they played some fantastic defense last game um to get to the Sweet Sixteen and it was like uh, it, uh, eh, Auburn kind of shit the bed in that one. Not, I think that's no, less about no, no, Miami not and more Miami, about Auburn. Not Miami. Uh, oh, Iowa State. State. Yeah. I, I like play, Iowa State. Both played good defense. That's true. But ESPN BPI thinks Iowa State's going to win. Ken Baum thinks Iowa State's going to win. Bart Torvik thinks Iowa State's going to win. All the metrics think Iowa State's going to win. 83% of the public's on Miami. You have to be a fool to take Miami here. Um, Go clones. Man, they just they smothered Wisconsin. That was like. Whew. Okay. Woo. We got to wrap this up. We got some great picks. And now we're going to the other end of the show. We're talking Oscars after a quick break. Hey, Capper, fast forward. It's Friday afternoon. You're watching the games. What are you doing on your phone? Scrolling Twitter? No. Oh, that's right. We're over at BYBW Podcast on Instagram going viral with the hottest memes that have ever hit the application. Wow. Yeah. Forget WhatsApp. Forget Facebook Messenger. Instagram. BYBW Podcast. That's it. That's a take. Is that 30 seconds? <laughs> All right. We are back, and we're, we're, we're talking some Oscars once a year. Uh, we don't. One thing I want to stress to you people is that we don't just like losing money on sports. We'll lose money on anything. But we prefer to lose money on sports. But one weekend a year, we'll also maybe make some money on the Oscars. And uh, we're, we're actually really, really, really lucky this year. Uh, last year, we were joined by uh, legend Tom Hanks. And this year to the podcast, I don't know how we pulled this off, but we got a true Hollywood legend. Uh, Mel Gibson is with us. Uh, Mel, welcome to the podcast. I was just wondering, would you like to address the anti-Semitic comments you've made in the past? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, you would not? Okay, that's just one. I figured we could address it off the top. It's kind of awkward otherwise, but that's, that's fine. fine. We'll welcome to the podcast. 
Mel, it's a real, it's a real privilege to have you. Um, not, I, I, I can't be Mel Gibson. Just not going to happen. Like, but but I, he's Mel Gibson too. <laughs> yeah, okay, not Mel. Better Gibson. Mel Gibson. What? Not Mel Gibson. What is your favorite? What are? Well, let's just start out from the outset. What is? What are? What are your favorite things on the board? All right. So you know, I have a different name, and it. it is I it a good year for movies? Why it was confused. It, it certainly isn't the evil Mel Gibson. Of course not. <laughs> you, you fooled me, man. I'm going to go with Banksy. You look just like Mel Gibson. Um, you don't know what I look like, but I make good art. So a big shout out to all the fans of culture out there. The soul of our you nation. Said Banksy? The lasting contribution of the artists living among us. Making it not just for our country, but for our species. We can talk about basketball, and that's fun. Mel, but Mel, Mel stop. Get to the picks. To, get to the Mel, picks. Mel, I asked you not we'll to talk about film. Can, can you, okay. All right. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> talking film. We're going to start off with one of, the, one of the fun ones. So this year there's been a big controversy. I don't know if you guys, guys have heard this, but eight of the categories are not going to be announced on the show. They're going to be announced before the show. So we're Uproar. only picking those eight. People are the real irate. But that's okay. We're going to talk about the best one of those eight. Best editing. You'll look cool at your Oscars party because you'll know the controversy and you'll get the pick right. All right. So We'll see. Favorite is Dune at minus 110. King Richard plus 200. Power of the Dog plus 300. Tick, Tick, Boom plus 1,200. Don't Look Up plus 2,500. Certainly Duke's going to win a ton. They're going to win about three, four, five, six Oscars. I don't know. But they might not win this one. That movie was long. So is it really the best edited? <laughs> I don't know. That's but not, I don't, that's fair, not my takeaway from that's it. a fair point. So, it the most, it's not the most concise. Yeah, uh, it yeah. drags. And it's only half a book. So the, the British Academy, the BAFTAs, they actually didn't vote Dune the winner, even though it was nominated. They voted No Time to Die. Well, that's not nominated here. For those of you rubes who don't understand, there's a big overlap between the two voting bodies. So let's take a stab and look at the, the American Editing Guild's winners. Best drama, King Richard. People say tennis is hard to edit. I'll, I'll believe them. I don't yeah, know. That's not true. Best that's comedy bullshit. musical, Tick, Tick, Boom. Plus 1,200, Tick, Tick, Boom. Lock it up. Take a flyer. I love Tick, Tick, Boom. Fun. That's the answer for editing. The scene where they keep going back and forth while they're singing in the chairs. Memorable Art. editing. Musicals tend to win. Look at Whiplash. That's kind of a musical, that one. Best Whiplash editing was plus not 1200. a musical at all. Kind of, music, music, said, driven cinema. There were drums. Of musical. Kind of. <laughs> what? There was music, music. There was music in that movie. <laughs> all right. Well, you have fun betting on Dune then. Uh, tick, tick, boom, plus, <laughs> I, plus 1200 like the for the non-haters. I'm, I'm, I'm locking that pick. Basically, fuck like off, Joe. Fuck all right. Off. So okay. moving on. Best song in that music vibe. So... There's really only two potential winners here. No Time to Die, Billie Eilish, minus 275 uh, from it. the Bond movie. Or Dos Orgunitas, plus 220 from Encanto. Can you hit us with that pronunciation one more time, brother? Because that sounded practiced. Give us one more. Give it, it, it was one absolutely more time, not practiced. I'm just cultured. Remember from the top. I believe, um, it, you, I believe you, it's Banksy. I believe just it's, say it one more time. I which is a reference from four years ago. I believe it's Orogitas. Okay, there's no N in there. Okay, well, can you guys well, just keep, uh, just keep repeating honestly, it? My nipples are getting hard. I just have I no idea what the word means. <laughs> it means uh, turtles. <laughs> I think it's butterflies or is it caterpillars? It's one of the two. Caliente. Turtles. But anyways, so, so Encanto messed up. 
They should have submitted We Don't Talk About Bruno. That would have been a slam dunk. Would have walked away easily with the Oscar. But they submitted the other th- song thinking it had more heart. Well, I don't know what's going to win. It could be No Time to Die because of that mess up. But maybe Lin-Manuel Miranda getting his EGOT. Or maybe him winning his first Oscar carries Dos Orguritas. <laughs> I'll defer how to pronounce it. To the victory at plus 220. I don't feel great about it, but if you want to have fun, never doubt Lynn. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to our next pick. Before we did, I wanted to ask Mel, what was it like to stab that guy with American flag and the Patriot? <laughs> that was an interesting cinematic choice. Did you enjoy killing that guy with the flag in that movie, The Patriot? Uh, didn't see the movie, but I will say my movie, Exit Through the Gift Shop, rocked. <laughs> you haven't seen The Patriot? <laughs> Please go back and watch. You made it. Thank you. He know he know he knew he just knew he nailed it. Uh, before okay, so we have Mel. Why were you in Daddy's Home Two but not Daddy's Home One? Before we go, that's right. That was his stepdad. So I I got a special cameo. Once a year we get a cameo from Jane Public, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it this year for you all. And and it, she sent in an Oscars pick, and and here we are. All right, Jane Public here with my yearly Oscar pick. I'm not going to listen back because I don't like this podcast. (laughs) I think Kristen Stewart will get Best Actress for Spencer because I watched it on a plane and I liked it. It's this year's Judy. (laughs) Going to be a hit. That's it. I have a feeling she liked the clothes. So so there, there, there you had it. Just Jane Public in and out. With her uh, Spencer pick, uh, Mel, what was your lean in this one? <laughs> Hard for me to engage with that, but but I will say, Jane's not crazy. So best actress, the favorite is Jessica Chastain at minus two fifty for Eyes of Tammy Faye. She's nominated at BAFTA. She won the Screen Actors Guild. Good Kristen movie. Stewart didn't get any of those nominations, kind of shockingly. But that movie, meh. I don't know. Sucked. Jeez. It sucked. It's not. It's not. It's not as good as the HBO version, the comedy. Uh, uh, Righteous Gemstones is the better version, so I'd recommend that I, one instead. I actually. That's honestly probably one of the only nominated movies I watched. That's true, though. And I entirely agree with you. Righteous Gemstones is much is it's like better. I yeah, especially especially the first half entirely. of the second season. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is it's probably going to win. People are saying it's her time. It's her third nomination, but. Maybe it just means that she hasn't won before because people don't like voting for her. So if we take a stab, <laughs> is she, Jew- is she Jewish at plus 600? Sure. <laughs> Penelope Cruz at plus 1500? Sure. Pick one of those. Take a flyer. Honestly, I'd take Stewart because I didn't hate Spencer and I don't tend to like her movies. So that tells you that something must be right. But uh, the Twilight Stigma may hold her back. I don't know. I'd take Stewart or Cruz. Depends how, how, I, I how like gamer Stewart you want to be. To be honest. Uh, for, just because it seems like it is kind of her time. But I, I also have another question. So when you got cast for Expendables 3, <laughs> what did your agent have to do? Because why weren't you in Expendables 1 and Expendables 2? It's not like your anti-Semitism has gotten better. Mel, how upset Again, are you about I can't engage putting... with any of this. I, I denounce, I denounce <laughs> no. all sorts of anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism and any humor related to anti-Semitism. God damn it, I can't pronounce words. Mel, I you just are, you are the greatest how, anti-Semite I know. Yeah, that's true. Mel, 
Mel, how upset were you about them not using the subtitles in West Side Story? How much did that really grind your gears? You didn't to respond to that one. I actually have one actually, I, honest question. I'm just going to say one word. We're going to do word association. So it's like, here's a practice for Capper Blue. Word association. First thing that comes to your mouth. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Blue. Okay. Joe, uh, Green. Kermit. Mel, fat man. <laughs> Uh, I can't do this anymore. I hate all okay. of you. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get to the Mel, last please, pick. please. Last We're almost us, there. We're almost there, Mel. Give us one more winner. What is your last pick? For, <laughs> I can't last... do it. Yeah, I was going to give you last... best picture, which I can lock it up, but it's not even the favorite. But I mean, lock it up. I don't know. You don't want to give it to us? You don't want to give us winners? No. You're engaging wonderfully. You've been doing such a nice job. This is the best work you've done in years. I would love <laughs> I would love if you could give us a best picture winner. It would mean a lot. It would it would if you gave a us man, a best picture a winner. A man of the theater won, like yourself must know. We'll forgive you for everything. Everything. <laughs> so Power of the Dog's the favorite. It sucks. It's not Boring a movie. Coda. Good it it sucks so much. I love Coda. Coda, I mean, I'm kind of in sync. I'm agreeing with all Mel's picks here. Uh, Coda was uh, it's a good movie, and everyone liked it. Warms the heart. Are you going to really vote for the movie the that makes people feel good or the movie that makes people feel like they're struggling not to check their phones because they think they're supposed to like it? Which movie are you going to vote for? Coda. Which, which one is which? <laughs> if you have to ask that question, you haven't seen them. Yeah, have you not I, oh, seen, I've seen Power seen of the Coda? Dog. It sucked. Have you seen Coda? <laughs> I haven't seen Coda yet. You will like Coda. Coda. You gotta watch, watch Coda. it. To be, you gotta to, watch Coda. For those, I, I mentioned this. Power of the Dog today, is but, mean. But for those, but for those keeping track at home, Capper, not a fan of Power Power of the Dog. Big fan of Space Jam Two. <laughs> Uh, I just am a little concerned about how Landry became a guy who killed somebody in season two of Friday Night Lights and now is just a powerhouse actor in a Best Uh, Picture nominee. I think there's a few other things we can hit on real quick. So directing is obviously a big category. I had some thoughts here. Obviously, it looked like Jane Campion of The Power of the Dog was rolling through. And I actually really wanted to get Mel's take on this because you said a lot of problematic shit. (laughs) Can't Jane overcome it? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to engage. <laughs> it's, a, it's a no questions at this time for Mel. Did you? Did you? I'll, no, well, I'll be okay. his publicist Mel, here. Mel, did, did you agree generally with her comments about what it's, she said about Serena Williams not playing against men? Do you think that was generally correct? It's a, it's a no comment at this time for Mel. <laughs> Thank you for Capper, Mel's publicist. <laughs> what, a, what a role for you. What information. <laughs> Hope I get paid for this. Uh, Mel? Oh God. Mel. Mel, I loved you in payback. Can you give us a give me back my son? <laughs> Mel, can you say give me back your son one time <laughs> in the podcast? For all the listeners Who, of BYBW out there, just remember, there's a tips hotline for cyberbullying. <laughs> we'll read the number at the end of the performance. Can you give us one give me back my son in, in the Mel Gibson voice? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Give me back, back my, my what? What is that from? It's payback. I don't see that. 
1999 Best Picture nominee. I, I don't. I, I don't engage with problematic, uh, problematic directors. Can't do it. So who, right. who's gonna win Best Actor? Best Actor, Will Smith, lock it up, but it's like minus 500. Oh Christ! Did he deserve it? Did he deserve it, Mel? 100. percent All right. Fair. You heard it here first. All right. Conviction. There you go. End it. Can't deny that. So what do women want? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that with a fact. It's time to go. Oh.